My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. Brains splitting off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Things upset me. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about ecstatics and have a good time enjoying ourselves. Gary, how how are you today, my friend? You know, I'm not doing bad. Good. good not doing bad. I'm recovered from Duckstream. Mm-hmm. All slept up. Yep. I got Christmas break coming. This is the last little bit of work I have to do until, uh, well, possibly I might have to record with Will as a bonus thing. But almost, you know, almost done with work. I have to do an edit today okay uh but i'll be able to take a couple days off for the holiday nice nice um for for the birth of um what's his head and uh i'm looking forward to it and then after that new year's like a couple uh long weekends without recording Ooh, i love that dude yeah yeah really excited um how are you i'm well i'm uh i'm at my in, my in the middle of my usual uh use up all my vacation in between christmas and new year's kind of holiday um we've been working on the house you know doing some Christmas stuff, decorating all that kind of bullshit, uh, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of in the similar fashion. Like I don't really have any actual work to do. Um, haven't really been doing a lot of recording either. So just been kind of just resting, get those resting vibes happening. Um, yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Just kind of, you, you know, know, when things, things kind of slow down for the holiday. Um, yeah. still don't really know how my job is going to work at the beginning of the year because like we're still in oh. the middle, middle of a COVID crisis and, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be going around shaking people's hands, which was like, you know, 50% of my job before the COVID crisis. Well, so. <laughs> yeah. You just got to get, start doing fist bumps. We fist bumps have been very popularized nowadays. Um, I'd still yeah. just don't want to go into a room with anybody though. Like, I, ah, see, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta do, uh, get, get a Waldo and do fist bumps through the Waldo. What is a Waldo in this? You know? What do you like the, it's it's those like gloves that go through a wall. Like a wall will have a set of like rubber gloves, like Homer has at the nuclear power plant. Oh, okay. Like I'm I'm exp- I'm experimenting on something, and I should carry those around with yeah. me. Is what you're saying? Like I should. What is we the... should have a special like fist bumping chamber for meeting water clients. Okay. <laughs> so is this is this something that I'm taking with me? Like does it unfold and have wheels, and I'm wheeling it in? Like Mm-mm. okay, no, it doesn't. they meet you there. They meet they meet me where at the at the facility at the <laughs> yeah you build. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay. Oh, okay. So I gotta, I gotta get a permit. Number one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have to talk to your local ombudsman, and then okay, all once right. you're done, all right, done all right. you can uh, build the uh, the meet and greet facility. Got to bribe, got to bribe the comptroller, so I can get my permit pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, this uh, you know that vaccine's rolling out, kind of. Yeah. Hopefully, that'll that'd be cool. There's um, Autumn tells yeah. a, a really good joke. Um, about uh electing political officials because we get real frustrated like down here like the only thing people care about is whether or not you are pro or anti-abortion and mm-hmm. she always says like i don't know much about comptroll and but i know he does not like abortions and i'm gonna vote for him and i just this gets me every <laughs> single time like i don't care <laughs> don't don't know about much about comptroll <laughs> that's where he does his comptroll oh uh um, we're back with ecstatics number 10 this is another one-off issue it feels like although uh, it seems like it's going it to have um ramifications going forward um yeah yeah it's it's a little relationship issue yeah um we get it's a philip bond is doing the art i like philip bond quite a bit 
uh, for these kind of indie things. And of course, uh, like always, displaying um, merch that I would like to own. Okay. Like this little dupe. A little dupe. Fluffy. Puts plushy yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little ecstatics credit trading card. And I want this uh, Stalin brand vodka. <laughs> Stalin brand vodka is very good. I also want to try those mm-hmm. jelly dupes that she's got on the bed. A jelly dupe? Mm-hmm. And she's reading a book with uh, Mr. Sensitive on the cover that says Mutant War. Fucking A, dude. <laughs> I'd also like to read about the Mutant I'll, War. What, which one? There's got to be several by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but she's writing in a diary, which is uh, very important. Yes. And this this downtime issue is them doing something like very human. This is written from Venus de Milo's perspective uh, as she's clearing out Edie's room with Guy, helping him get rid of all of her stuff. This is um, exceedingly awkward. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure why, like, A, Guy asked Venus to do any of this stuff um b why it's guy doing it like that doesn't seem cool like it feels like you should invite her family in to like clear out her stuff right like i don't i don't know talk about leaving it for the family but they're going to go through it first um which i i read that as like a courtesy since she's probably got like tons of drugs and dildos and shit okay (laughs) you got a real got a real specific read on how this character interacted when she was by herself (laughs) like that's (laughs) drugs and dildos (laughs) that's really the two things that define the character she 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 partied like a rock star and stuff like i would like you know if i were if i were in that position and died i would want my friends to go do a pass on my stuff before like my family did and I and I get that. I'm you just know? like, why this isn't a assistance job, right? And I know I know it's for yeah, the, yeah. for the story or whatever. It's like just but like this show, this excuse me, the show this this comic book series has been like pretty effectively grounded, even with all of the crazy mutant power bullshit going around. So like, it just seems really weird that they would have these two specific people like going through her literal underwear, right? Like it's just yeah, yeah it's 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 not a good yeah. situation, especially when like guy is not being cool about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like him doing it and him wanting to do this as a ritual to say goodbye. Fair enough. Asking his girlfriend to help uh, or accepting her offer to help. Kind of not cool. I uh, like you don't want your new girlfriend seeing you like sniff your old girlfriend. Sniff the panties of your fucking old girl. You don't want to see that. Like that's like, not a thing. Yeah. Unless that is a thing. Unless mm-hmm. that's what you guys are into. And you've <laughs> talked about that and you've established boundaries and that's the thing that yeah. you're going to be into. Great. But just to pull her on mm-hmm. it like cold, man, that's not cool. Yeah, if if it's your thing, it's your thing. If it's not your thing, though, keep it not your thing. Yeah. Um, you know, he's smelling the dress she wore when she died, uh, which is, you know, the night right before she died. He can smell the perfume and everything. He's freaking out, and he's getting sad about it. Yeah. Um, and he tries to put it off. He's like, maybe we should do this another day. And Venus is like, when? Like, this, this you know, she's been dead for a while, man. Like, this room acting as a shrine is really fucking weird. Um. You know, we have to take care of this. Uh, it's getting it's getting creepy. Like your your whole obsession with your dead girlfriend is creepy. Yeah, and she and he apologizes. He's like, you know, thank you for understanding. Like I'm obviously being really sensitive. And she's like, that's what I love about you. Wait, I mean, I mean, that's what I like about you. And they're like, you know, that's mm-hmm. okay. Like it, I, I understand what you meant. Like, um, and we've got all of the time in the world that we need to to figure out what that is. Uh, unlike Edie, <laughs> so he just brings it yeah. right back down again. <laughs> he brings, it, brings it right back. To my dead girlfriend whose underwear I'm sniffing. Yeah. It turned your attention back to the, uh, um, so she, she kind of storms off. Like she, in her, uh, internal monologues, like she's, you know, luckily he goes before I can punch him in the chin, you know, and she's jealous, like being jealous of a dead person, you know, that's a real thing, uh, that can happen. 
Uh, and as why she's going through uh, Edie's stuff, she finds her diaries. Yep. And she's like, I can't do this. Uh, but then, of course, she does. Of course she does. Uh, no, there no, there are very few humans in the world, right? Like, would ever be able to prevent this. I, I mean, I've said, like, I've said this before, I think. Like, my stepsister had a diary mm-hmm. uh, when I was, like, a little kid. And I remember finding it and reading it and just being bored out of my fucking mind. Sure, yeah. Like, you know, who's Andrea? I know who any of these people are. <laughs> Establish any of these characters. Like, <laughs> there's no establishing here. What are you doing? Why? Yeah, the, the, Who's Andrea? Why is she mad at you? Is horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, and it, it it kind of taught me a thing that I I feel to be relatively true is that the real punishment for doing anything like that is almost always boredom. Yeah. You know, like you can snoop around people's shit, but like it's pretty boring oh yeah like if you've you know, ever stayed at can, someone's house and we're like i'm gonna look in their medicine cabinet and you're like oh yeah they just have various medical cool stuff. toothpaste yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this reveals Ooh, nothing about their inner character because i'm not sherlock holmes <laughs> exactly like it, it's just you know it's it's bland like you know a lot of times the internal lives of people are bland and this it's not it's this cool story because you know it's a comic book hmm. but in real life you know it's just what 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 andrea wore and why that made my stepsister super mad for some reason. <laughs> Can't believe she had the audacity. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so this is, this is her diary. The name of this issue is, uh, you know, the diaries of Edie Sawyer portrait of the mutant as a young woman. Yep. Um, and it's about her first going to Hollywood and becoming a superhero. Yep. Uh, because she came out there originally to get away from her family. Uh, people might remember that she got knocked up by a stranger who rolled through town um, instead of causing a, huge kerfuffle her mom basically said like the daughter is mine now like she she'll be your sister yeah. instead of your daughter um and then she took off to la to become an actress because uh that's what she does and of course she immediately runs into the cliche that oh i gotta get a job as a waitress um and mm-hmm. uh, she's trying to pay for acting classes but that's not going very well to to cope with all of this uh she starts drinking a little bit more just a few shots at night to help her sleep but it's obviously starting to increase a little bit like we see the very typical story. Yeah. Um, she ends up meeting this nerd uh, here who kind of hits on her um, around Christmas and she kind of plays him off. Um, you know, the girls on her floor get her a bottle of liquor, you know, uh, and she's tempted to go home. Like she's tempted to, to call back in, but it's been three years. Yeah. A lot of time has passed since she's been gone. Uh, this is very like she's living in an apartment like the one in Big you know yeah sure okay yeah i get you i see where you're going with that you know that mm-hmm. shitty apartment he lives in or like where uh rusty venture yeah goes and stays mm-hmm. um until when she's out on the street she runs into that guy who was hitting on her and he uh comes onto her real strong yeah. uh you know i'm a writer i haven't sold anything yet but i'm still uh i'm also having a hard time um and uh i got a, a bunch of ideas how about you come and stay with me? Like I have a place and uh, you can be my muse. Um, you know, I pretty gross. And at first I was like, Oh, she's not into it, but she is like, she, she likes this dude. Well, like at least initially. And the strange thing here is, is she, she like calls him on it. She's feeling like she's, she's very antagonistic towards him to begin with. She's like, you know, she's not going to tell him his her, her real name um and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and then she's like well what's the catch on this situation he's like well i'm gonna expect some loving and i'm like okay well that's definitely gonna like shut it down but no she's like okay sure i'll do it and then like later uh like a month later she's like oh i love this slob like he can't cook and he's you know all of this stuff is you know 
all of these issues are um he won't show any of her writing he can't cook and he's a slob but she still falls in love with him somehow which i guess just yeah the, the naivety of of being young or something is what we're yeah, seeing being here. a 20 year old right yeah. like you know it, it it's well uh and he's he's providing for her you know she lived in this like you know shitty one room uh scary apartment um kind of hotel thing and uh you can kind of see it but this uh is false you know this is this is shallow shitty love because they eventually uh you know they go out to dinner um with this big shot tv executive um who basically says like hey we're gonna cast you in this movie but you have to fuck me yeah um doing a little harvey weinstein shit and and he's and, in support of it like he's pressuring her to do it yeah. of like you know it only be one time this could be our big break we would never have to do it again you know it doesn't mean i don't love you like all, all of that typical like kind of manipulator shitty behavior and and she does it she like goes to the guy's house um and is like you know I'd, at least he has like clean fingernails right like it wasn't just yeah like, I, I got pregnant by some random stranger that rolled through town like this isn't a big deal but like and, and how much do I want? That's what she keeps asking herself of how much do I want it? Like how much do I want yeah. to be this person? Um, and yeah. yeah, it's real weird that he like dresses up. Like, I think that's probably pretty well observed that like schlubby old film dudes who use their power to get laid, probably dress up for it. Like mm-hmm. in their heads, they can, it's like the guys who just dress up to go to a strip club. Yeah. You know, they conceive of it as like a date, you know? Um, but we, we, before we find out whether she does it, uh, we go back to our framing sequence. Or Venus de Milo is like, I, I should stop reading. Um, you know, guy walks in on her and is like, do you find anything interesting? And she's like, no, you know, I think I need to let my molecules rest. Uh, they're aching, <laughs> finish out in the morning. Um, and they're going to go to a party at Ben Affleck's house. Um, but when she goes, she can't stop thinking about it. So she pretends she has a migraine and goes back to the diary uh to read it it's too compelling for her it's a real page turner it's like the lovely bones or something and we we picked this um it's <laughs> a weird yeah. pick um <laughs> uh we pick up with edie where <clears throat> her subconscious instead of allowing her to sleep with the um creepy movie executive teleports them both into the sky um and then basically just lets them both drop down and of course she's safe um, but she goes back home to the writer and then teleports him into the middle of the desert, uh, 10 miles away from Los Angeles, where she has now learned the lesson, uh, to never trust her writer, uh, as she looks at the mm-hmm. page, looks at the, at the viewer, uh, yeah, very funny. Um, she just murdered this dude. Yep. The exact. So good for her. Yeah. You know, I'm, you go girl. Sure. <laughs> you go girl. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, and now that she's controlling her powers, it's re-eva- you know, reawakened in her. Like she's like, man, I don't have to do any of this shit. Um, you know, and it shows her, her drinking in the White House, you know, which is great. Um, she's just teleporting around. She's like, what should I do with it? Maybe I'll become a supervillain. And it's easy for her. She can teleport wherever she wants. Like the next day, she's in her her old hotel room, but with like a new TV and bars of gold. And jewels and cash and a bunch of safety deposit boxes that she's that she has stolen, yeah. right? Like, um, yeah. And and you could tell like the whole time that like, she's completely bored with all of this. Like, none of this is actually fulfilling her whatsoever. Um, so the, even like she's got furs, she's got a ton of gold bricks, she's got all this stuff, but it's just not nothing is doing it for her until she sees Zeitgeist, uh, who is the leader of X Force on TV one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be kind of her awakening moment. Um, we get a tiny little framing moment thing again about guy just being upset, uh, sniffing, but then we go back. 
so this to is the, uh, to the diary. This is really weird. It's the same as the first page. It's exactly the same as the first page, except with all of the dialogue taken off. And he said, and all we see is he's gorgeous, which is what he's what she, what Edie was saying about Zeitgeist. Um, I, yeah. I find this page really strangely placed, like, and it seems very specific. And I'm like, I guess it's I, it's to mirror the feelings that Venus de Milo has for Guy that Edie had for Zeitgeist. Is like this, like she's maybe looking at him as a obviously as like somebody that she wants to be in a relationship with, but also like an opportunity or something. I'm not sure. Like, it just seems very very specific, yeah. and I'm missing something. Yeah, it's it is very strange uh, to do that. But the way that I always read this was it's just showing that the work continues, mm-hmm. you know, in kind of a lazy way. Like they're still clearing out her stuff, and it's another day where Venus de Milo can come back and read the diary. But it's such a specific choice to just have Guy Smith be like, "Oh, the dress still smells," <laughs> you know. And I just I still need to sniff this slip. But she's still like, I mean, um, I mean it's exactly the same panels. Like it's like, yeah. So like she's holding the same like shoes, that. and like they they are, she she takes the dress away from him from the same way. Like it's they're wearing the same clothes. It's I don't know. It seems way too specific to be like lazy. I guess you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. Like, I, I totally agree. It's not necessarily that it's, it's, like, lazy. It's, like, I don't think, if it's trying to accomplish anything more than just kind of showing that things are continuing, it doesn't succeed. Yeah. Uh, at least to me, I do not know what is what it's going for. Um, really important thing is we're back in this, the flashback. Yes. Um, she's being a groupie, you know, looking at X-Force, and she's never thought of a superhero team like this. Like, she's like, I don't care who they fight, I don't care who they save. I know it was dangerous, but the big thing is they're stars. Yeah. Uh, this is what I want. She wants to be famous. Um, although she doesn't like the name. She thinks they should change the name of X-Force. Um, mm-hmm. She manages to get to the front of the crowd and like shake hands with Sightgeist, who then, through his uh, like intermediary, asks her to come back to hang out with him. And she realizes, like, this could be what I do. Like, I, you know, this is, he has groupies. Like, that's what I want. I want groupies. And so... You know, instead of going and giving him what he wants, she turns him down and says, "Like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he's gonna see me later. We're gonna meet at a later date, causing some some interest." Because, of course, like Zeitgeist is probably used to getting what he wants. This is one of those, like, this is you know a real thing. The cliche I always see this with is like rock stars, you know, going out here. What a miserable job it's got to be to be this guy with the big yellow axe and the bad haircut and sideburns. Oh yeah, where you just had to be like, you know, Mister, you know, Alice Cooper will talk to you now. And then it's just like, man, I don't know how old these girls are. Like, I know that they, they ostensibly want it, but I'm facilitating monsterism constantly. There's, um, you know, there was a pretty influential, like hip hop guy that, um, apparently was an open secret for years that he was into little boys. And, um, like when the news finally became public and people started talking about it publicly, like the thing that kept getting brought up is it wasn't just that dude is like, he had a, a dude that would help him with all of this. And it was the same guy for years and years and years. It's like, that dude is just as as culpable as the other guy that yeah. did the stuff. And like, that's, it's just terrifying. It's horrifying. Like that you, you would do that. Like you, that you would allow somebody to basically be abused like that. But you know, Hey, you're also like, Hey, I got to make a buck. Like, right. Like that's, I was just under orders, man, or whatever. Like super gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you have to think about like what, um, you know, there's probably like a, a, a slippery slope to it, you know, like I'm not defending it. I don't think, I, th- I think it's horrible, but it probably doesn't start out. You know, you're probably just doing normal security and stuff like that. And then people get more famous and everyone around you is doing it. Like, I can kind of understand how someone could justify it to themselves, even if I couldn't. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just sucks though that it happens. Like by the you point know, where it sucks you're... if you're going to be shitty, it sucks to make other people complicit in it. Yeah. And it I mean by the point where you're you're probably like getting the rock stars drugs or you know alcohol or or whatever mm-hmm. like if you're if your guy is if your if your role is to be the guy right and then like when they ask you like go get that hot chick to come in like it's got to be super easy and maybe even gives you like a like a thrill because like a vicarious thrill right like where you get a glimpse mm-hmm. of what that power could be and like you're kind of feeding off that a little bit but yeah super oh, gross. absolutely yeah you know like this guy is probably also an aspiring actor yes obviously you know or aspiring member or something like that yeah he, it's just a really like well-observed little archetype thing that mm-hmm. is uh you know i don't see it all that often but it does pop up from time to time um so basically uh she starts practicing you know again she doesn't want to be a side piece for zeitgeist she wants to be on the team yeah um you know and she wants to clear her conscience so she's originally says she's mm-hmm. going to give all of her stuff back but she got kind of bored with that, so she just invited all of her girlfriends over to take like all of the furs and the gold and whatever else they wanted. Um, and then, yeah, she starts practicing. She sets up like a like a target in the desert to start teleporting to, and she decides on her name, um, Telegirl. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, all the mm-hmm. extra teleporting is making her tired. Like this is the first glimpse we get with her like needing to take. Uh, well, her friend said pills, but she's not done that yet. She's just, she's just drinking a couple of cups cups of coffee each time. Mm-hmm um she teleports she's teleporting basically onto the red carpet uh at the uh the man's chinese theater um you know and she's had a couple of drinks though so she kind of messes it up and she teleports right on the red carpet uh falls down and flashes a paparazzi uh camera yeah uh guy um who says you go girl uh to her um and she takes it this is where she adopts the name you know, she's like, I'm Yogo, you go girl with a U. I'm the biggest star that X-Force has ever seen. And basically just like bullies her way onto the team. Yep. And at this point, and it works. And it works. She's on the team now and she's like walking next to Zeitgeist and um, like ask herself, this is what I really want. Is this the life I really want to be leading? And, you know, Cal is in the background being held back by security guards. Um, saying like, no, I wrote a script specifically for you. Like, come back, come back. And she looks back as she thinks like, this is definitely the life. You bet it is. Like, this is the life that I yeah. want to lead. Um, and we cut over to Venus, who feels a little guilty um, for, for reading these books. And it looks like she's about to start burning them. Um, and then the next panel, we see her and Guy having a candlelit dinner in this bedroom, which, what? Mm-hmm. What? Well, guy, guy wanted to have the candlelit dinner near the panties in case he wanted like some dessert sniffs. Uh, mm. <laughs> mm. Guy, my friend, you are not you're not <laughs> comporting yourself well in this in this at all, my my friend. Like this is Mm-mm. there's a way that you could mourn like your your ex alongside your current girlfriend. Like I I, I have to believe that that is the case. I've never gone through it. I've never had an ex that died. I mean, I have now, but like that would be super weird. Like I haven't dated them in forever, but. Like I, I've never gone through this situation, but I would imagine that like if I had a conversation with Autumn and I'm like I'm still fucked up about this, she would be like, "I know absolutely you have every right to be like, what do you need? Let's talk about it." And I would say, yeah. "Let's go have a candlelit dinner in my ex's bedroom," and she'd be like, "Absolutely not! <laughs> like let's go, let's go to a therapist <laughs> and like let's have these, let's go to Xavier and have a conversation. He has a suit for this. Yeah, I'm he, sure he's got a suit for this. <laughs> it, he's got to be something better than us doing some mutual sniffs. Yes. Um." Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, you, you can not have gone through it while also knowing that, uh, Guy Smith is doing it the worst possible way. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what the right way is. It ain't this though. No, it is not I'll this. T- I'll tell you that. 
Um, um, absolutely not. And as they toast each other, uh, the last panel is uh, her looking back where she has hidden the the four fires diary volumes, um, and that's the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, opening up potential for the future for more uh, flashback style issues like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not think that we get one I, that I can remember. I think this is just uh, putting this kind of arc and putting Edie to bed, but doing it, I think, in a respectful way. You know, long tail uh, on Edie. Um, you know, we don't uh, we don't dispense with her quickly. Yeah, which I like. I do too. Like um, again, having as, as creepy and unnecessary as this is to steal the <laughs> intro for my other podcast. Um, mm-hmm. As creepy as this is, like it's at least like I, I i get it like he's still going to have emotions for this woman that he 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 loved so having mm-hmm. them have to deal with that especially when a new relationship i think is super interesting um and i like i like that the comic it just decides to do that instead of like we didn't we didn't hunt a super villain we didn't punch a guy in this issue right like it just mm-hmm. it just was a good story yeah it's very similar to the last uh issue mm-hmm. they had with her like doing her kind of her backdrop where she talked about her origin you know um, doing these kind of things is great. Yeah. Uh, the next issue is the El Guapo, uh, kind of highlight issue, but there are, you know, there's more action in it. Good. Um, but we kind of get our, our backstory for him. And again, it's another kind of explanation of, of fame. I'm excited. Uh, and how he adjusts to it. I have not read that one yet. So yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to support the network and support your boys and support all of us, the way to do so is by uh, going to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. Please do it. Uh, you get access to the Slack channel, hours and hours and hours of exclusive content. You get episodes early, you get all kinds of cool stuff. So definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also leave ratings and reviews on various websites. Tell your friends about the podcast. Talk about us on Twitter. Good or bad, I don't care. Just talk about us. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, and, uh, just those engagements. Yeah, that's it. That's we just want the numbers. Um, yeah, yeah. Give us some numbers. Hope everybody's doing well through the holidays. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see you in, in a couple of days for more ecstatics. Take care. Mm-hmm.